Baker, and it is time to get you ready for week number six of the NFL season. I'm alongside my good friend Jeff Thidoff at Thid Happens. I'm Brady at DFW Sports Beat, and uh, I'm excited about this week. I will tell you, I've been running a little late, so I got the Royals jersey on, and you know, people who aren't from Kansas City pretty much don't wear Royals jerseys. It's not like Yankees and stuff like that. Right. But I, I'm proud of my heritage, and this baseball team got rid of its manager that I hated from the beginning, and now they got a bunch of hitters, and I think that metrically, if they can work on the pitching, things are going to get better, and no one gives a shit. But I will say that I threw this on because I wanted to, and I ran upstairs, and I'm in front of my camera, and hooked to the jersey is still the hanger that it was on. <laughs> Literally, I looked down, and I'm like, did my dick get bigger? Nope. It's a no, no, hanger. It's a hanger. It's a hanger. Okay, is there a so, number on the jersey or is it just a generic Royals jersey? No, this is a generic jersey that I found in some shop like in, I don't know, Vegas or something. It had nothing right. on the back. So if I was to slap something on the back, it would probably be Lorenzo Kane, to be honest with you, who in a four-year period was the best Royal War, wins above replacement by a mile right. over Hosmer and Salvi and everybody else when we went to back-to-back -back World Series. Uh, and my mom's maiden name is Kane. Okay. So uh, I probably do low Kane. I have a very soft spot for actually that entire team. But anyway, people don't care. What we got to get to is week number six. Week number five was a major CF, more injuries, more teams losing that aren't supposed to lose. The Giants are not supposed to go to England. Good day, mate. And win a damn game against the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Cowboys win again, and I can't quite figure out how, and I doubt they're going to win Philadelphia, but they had a good defense. So many things are so weird and so many injuries that those out there who are sitting there still at one and five or two and or sorry, one, one, and four, four, yeah. one and four or two and three absolutely still have a chance, especially if you have any depth left, left on your roster. So we'll get you to that. Uh, how about you? You're good. Is uh, your both our teams that we care the most about and have the most money involved in suck. Uh, yes. I lost. I lost again. So yeah. I am zero and five. Uh, full disclosure <laughs> in 13 other leagues. I'm three and two or better, but in the league I care the most about that's in my heart with my guys from Kansas City, I'm a laughing stock. So I'm 0-5 also in the one that I care the most about. But like the ones I run for the people, I've got a couple of five and O teams out yeah. there, a couple of four yeah. and one teams. So they're doing much better under my guidance than my team is doing under my guidance. Probably if we want everybody to subscribe and really interact with the show, we should not admit every week that we are unwinnable or unwinnable that we haven't won a game in our leagues that we most desire really? to win. But, <laughs> but there may be um, something there that we all should be reminded of. The one that you really want the worst, the one with your buddies and with a little bit more money and whatever, right. maybe you just try too damn hard because I don't know about you, but when I get in leagues where people say, Hey, you know, we want to publicize this league. This is big for yeah. the NFFC or whatever it may be. And I do it. I just go straight chalk. I go by right. what I think is right. I always draft the best players, and right. most of the time I always do well. I get in this league with my buddies and my dear friend, and we haven't won in four years, and we're trying so hard, and I'm trying to be a frigging genius, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> this third-string running back's going to make an impact this year. You watch by week eight. You should see this guy, man. You should see how he ties his shoes and his socks fit just perfectly, and I don't know. There's something about him, but I know because I'm a genius because I'm not because, as Dave Sherapin says when we do our gambling show, Nobody knows shit. <laughs> That's a great... I'm going to get a tattoo like that, I think. All right, here we go. Week number six preview to begin with, uh, and we'll sort of play back and forth by what happened in week number five as well. Number one item is, and this show, by the way, brought to you by our friends at BetUS and BetUS.com and much more on them later. Uh, number one, winners. Yep. 
I wrote playoff Lenny because Leonard Fournette is someone that I have always, as a fantasy player and as an NFL fan, struggled to give true credit. Shows up, shows up in the playoffs, no doubt about that, and then checks out. And was he ever really interested? But as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, for the most part, Leonard Fournette has been a hell of a player and a, uh, obviously a good teammate and a guy that Tom Brady counts on. Maybe that's it for me. Tom Brady loves Leonard Fournette. If he loves right. him, then you know he's working his ass off. Uh, 10 catches last week when they were needed. I promise you, if we had a drunk beer with Leonard Fournette, he would not say, yep, I'm hoping to catch 10 balls every week. <laughs> right. Nope. No, no, Fournette doesn't want to do that. But you're right. It, it's it, Being Tom Brady's go-to guy, it, it's worked in New England when you see it. Wes Welker, you know, Gronkowski, um, yep. you know, Amendola, guys like that. Uh, Dion Branch for a while, right? Is that who I'm thinking of? The, um, uh, yeah, that's even, right. You know, obviously Moss when he was yeah. there. Being yeah. that guy is usually a good thing for fantasy people if you've got the guy that Brady likes. Like Mike Evans, another one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kamara finally yeah. showed up. We all kept saying, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Kamara shows up in a big way. It's 29 touches for over 200 yards, six catches, which if you just even watch Alvin Kamara for a minute, it makes me wonder how he doesn't get Leonard Fournette's 10 catches every game. He is so beautiful at motioning out of the backfield, lining up in the slot, getting someone who has no chance to cover him, whether they're playing zone or man-to-man, -man, and wiggling and getting open and generally catching a clean ball. Why, why he would not honestly get at least 10 targets a game is beyond me. I don't give a damn who's quarterback, and I don't care who it is. Throw it to him. Brady, he should get the pre-injury McCaffrey treatment. You know what I mean? He should be yeah. that kind of guy. You're like, you know, who, who should get, yeah, eight to ten targets every single game in yeah. addition to the carries. And, you know, New Orleans is sorry to figure out. Now, Olave caught a touchdown pass and then out with a concussion. Not sure if he'll play this week or not. But the way the NFL is going now, you would think he probably would miss a game if he's had yeah. a concussion. Um, but, you know, Michael Thomas in and out of the lineup. And then Taysom Hill, you know, it goes off for three touchdowns out there. And so – um, and he's somebody, who's, depending on how your league is set up, very careful to pay attention to, but he may have a lot of value in your league, especially if you're one of these people, like a lot of my teams, who waited too long probably to take a tight end and was looking like the Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, also concussed kind of person. And Taysom Hill's a real boom or bust guy, but if he's boom, he could win a week for you. Well, and yeah, if you're sitting there and you got one spot left and you're not sure what to do, why not? Because all of us need somebody to give us an accidental 22 and help us win a week. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, the other winner I have listed on here is a team. The Dallas Cowboys are 4-1. and one. They don't do much for you fantasy players at home, but I want to give them a tip of the hat. They beat the Rams. And as Jerry Jones said this week, when you beat the defending Super Bowl champs, no matter how well that or not that they are playing right. you need some jewelries he said jewelries and everyone questioned him like a, a super bowl ring and he's like no i just like jewelries and you mean stones it's cherry and so we just really <laughs> okay not right. any deeper because he might just tell something else uh but now because they're four and one dak prescott should not be cut on your team. He probably does get, in my estimation, two or three more weeks to get well. Dalton Schultz gets a little bit of time to get well. Um, but you can take their defense every single week. Yes. And right now they also have a hot kicker. And, oh, last Jerry tidbit this week, if you all haven't heard the Cowboys updates because you either hate them or you love them, was, you know, if you could run the football and you can pump the football good, you can win a lot of games. 
Okay, that's, uh, that's that's the old Jim Trestle way down here in Columbus. Up here in Columbus, I say, yeah, that's the way Trestle used to win games, was punting special teams and running the ball. Uh, the well, Dallas defense, absolutely elite. You're right about that. And I'll tell you, although the fantasy-wise, they have not had consistency among anybody, I still yeah. love Tony Pollard, especially if you got like injuries with some of your other running backs and bye weeks now creeping in. Pollard is one of the most valuable number two running backs out there you could possibly have. And, uh, uh, you know, I still think that at the end of the year, when it's all said and done, I would not be a bit surprised if Pollard is the leading fantasy running back on that Cowboys team. Oh, okay. I'll buy that. I, I think his touches stay down to a point because he sure. continues to miss blitz pickup where he continues to miss simple things that he's supposed to be able to see. And Zeke excels at it. And yeah. the other thing is Zeke's basically a family member for all of the people who are fans and for the Joneses themselves. Zeke is one of those Romo type guys who just has made his way into everyone's heart. So now it's all about effort and picking up blitzes and really good three yard runs. Uh, but I'm with you. Pollard is a big play guy and he showed it. And, yeah. You know, this this team has this sort of comfort level about them. I mean, they coughed up the lead, right? It was nine to nothing, should have been 10. And they give up the lead 10 to nine and they go back out and they just continue to do the same things. And he goes 57 yards. And I'm sitting there thinking, sure, that's what happened because that's how it's going for the Cowboys. And Pollard has that explosive ability. And when you only get seven or eight touches, your legs are fresh. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Was, like we all love we all love targets and opportunities. Give right. us more. Right? That's how C.D. Lamb ends up in a lot of first rounds. He's going to get 175 targets, which is about as half as many as Cooper Cup. But also fresh legs are a big deal for these skinny, fast, young running backs. How, uh, how pissed is Sean Payton right now? Because I, I imagine some ways he wanted the Cowboy job. McCarthy, yeah. what he's doing this year, I know there's still a lot of football left to be played. They could still collapse and yeah. underperform. But right at this moment, McCarthy looks like he's done. A, he's he's bought his job security for another year. No doubt. And I would also say that Dan Quinn is doing such an amazing job now for the second year in a row that if McCarthy stumbles, it's probably Dan Quinn. Because half of that locker room on the defensive side of the football believes that they are either going to go to a Pro Bowl or going to have five to ten year careers, which makes all of them, say it with me now, rich. rich. Dan, <laughs> Quinn, Dan Quinn is a favorite in this locker room with the Dallas Cowboys. And the offense doesn't hate him either because they don't have to score more than 17 and they can win games. All right, we, let's off the Cowboys. There's people screaming at their screen. Fuck the Cowboys. Tell me something else. So we're moving on to item number two, and we apologize. Losers. Losers. I have the commanders as an obvious choice, and I keep thinking to myself, Alex Smith, anyone? Oh, no doubt. God. He's got heart, right? Yeah. He's got heart. He won't yeah. quit. He won't throw the bad interception. Because yeah. Carson Wentz, well, uh, his head coach threw him out, uh, just threw him under the damn bus. Yeah. The bus was yeah. coming. You could hear the horns. And the coach said something like, what sucks about your team? My quarterback. Now, that yeah, wasn't an exact yeah. quote, but it was pretty right. damn close. It, it was. And I, I think now, I, I think the commanders are finally like, they're, they're, they're slow learners on this. But there's a reason why Carson Wentz was let go from Philly, why he was let go from Indy after one year. I mean, you know, it, it, I'm not saying it's all on Carson Wentz, but I don't think that you want Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback. I agree. I think he, I, I'm okay with this as a backup. He's going to be overpaid as a backup. I'm saying, like, I just don't – he's not a guy that I have confidence in leading a team. He can certainly be a game manager if you've got big play receivers and a Cowboys-type defense. He can certainly thrive or at least survive in that mentality, but you can't be a guy you can count on to win games for you. 
Well, there's nothing really good going on besides uh, Johan Dotson, and now he probably doesn't play this week. So I'll go ahead and do something that teams never do. I'll listen to my fans and put in Taylor Heineke just so everybody will be in a better mood. I mean, right. they're going to limit they're going to limit the number of possessions anyway. I don't recommend them in any manner, but Antonio Gibson's out and Gunshot Robinson is in and right. Ron Rivera is probably on his way out. Another victim of I got no fucking quarterback, so please fire me. It happened in Carolina, it's happening all over the place and in the NFL if you got no quarterback, then you got no job. The best thing Ron Rivera's got going for him is all the screw-ups Daniel Snyder's been making in the organization that I don't think they want to make a misstep and fire Mike. They're, they're much rather have a kumbaya, not rock the boat. We got bigger fish to fry kind of thing than what's going on with the football team. Agreed. Uh, other losers, the Broncos are in deep trouble as they travel to see the Chargers this week who are sort of playing better and by the way, on the do theory, the Chargers defense has a lot of talent and they are due to play well. And who better to get it home than the Denver Broncos and Russ Wilson, who apparently had some sort of procedure on his shoulder. No right. word whether he had any procedure on what's going on with his brain. K.J. Hamler is a guy I'd love to recommend to people because he's really fast and he's got should have opportunities. But Russ can't complete a pass. 58% is something's wrong. Uh, something's just wrong. And I don't know, is it Gordon or Boone? The only good news fantasy player-wise is 417 yards out of Cortland Sutton. But he should have probably three or four touchdowns, and he's only got one. So I have losers, the Denver Broncos, mostly courtesy of their quarterback, maybe, and their coach. Well, the coach is a big part of it. He's made a lot of mistakes and a lot of poor choices, I think. The fact that early on in your career as a coach, a head coach, they've got to bring in somebody to help you manage late game. That tells me you're not really ready to be a head coach if you can't manage late game. Um, And, look, I I like – I like Boone more than Gordon just because I think Boone's got a bit more upside than Gordon does. They might rely on Gordon a little bit more now, but Boone, I think, is the one you want long-term for this season. Okay. Um, uh, the Russell Wilson thing, look, I can't figure out now, is he is he that bad? Like Because they've got weapons there, and you've when got a great defense there. I mean, maybe when you're 32 or 3, almost 33 years old, and you've taken some hits, right? Because he's been one to run around. Yeah. Uh, in Seattle, he's played in a lot of games and a lot of playoff games. That's a lot of games without looking it up. It's a lot of games right. and it's a lot of years. And the other thing is when when everything is crappy around you emotionally, shit weighs on you. I think we've seen yeah. Tom Brady not be Tom Brady to this point because Giselle's leaving and taking the kids. And, and those things are real. And Russell Wilson, I think we all saw as this sort of choir boy who was great. And now all of a sudden it's coming out of Seattle. Everyone hates him. Everyone thinks that was a facade. Everyone right. thinks he's a piece of crap. And all of a sudden he gets to Denver and it's taking them no time at all. They, they're right. leaving early. That, that They left in the middle of the fourth quarter when the game was still very much in doubt. They, these people are already out. So whether he deserves it or doesn't deserve it, he is a human and things look shitty for Russell. And I can't imagine they're great in the locker room. I can't believe it either. And, you know, I, I think that um, they've got too much talent on the defense. They're wasting a season's what they're doing right oh, now. They're no wasting. If I'm a defender on that team, I'm like, you know what? I've got maybe five more years or whatever in the league. And I'm going to give one up right now because we can't move the friggin' ball at all. And our offense sucks. And our coach is awful. I'd be pissed off. Yeah. It's got to disrupt the locker room. And, Aren't the Kansas City Chiefs the happiest team in the division? Because when everything was happening in the offseason, the Raiders got better, right? right. 
better. The Broncos right. clearly all they needed was a quarterback. They got right. better. They, they, can, they can play defense too. The Chargers can play defense, and that quarterback's getting get better and better. And yet, the truth is, if I think about the three coaches for the other teams that aren't Kansas City, I think yeah. I clearly question San Diego's coach. In the oh, last yeah. two years, the going forward shift and not kicking field goals, he coached yeah. them right out of a playoff berth last year, which that team needed. Right. I mean, that team needed it. looks like the Denver coach is certainly not capable. And the Raider coach has shown he's not capable before. And he's showing it again. I mean, I really look and I think I love all the talent in that division. That was going to be the number one division in football, hands down, no doubt. Maybe three of those teams make the playoffs. Exactly. And the it, truth is three of those teams have have coaches that can't coach. It, Staley with the Chargers, um, he's been absolutely yeah, – it, it's been a lot of questionable calls. We go back to the Herbert thing, leaving the game and that blowout loss they had uh, to Jacksonville and how stupid that was. It just continues to make dumb decisions, Staley does. It, the Broncos situation, look, Josh McDaniels, he might be – he's like one of those guys who's a great coordinator. He's right. great at what he did. He's Wade Phillips. Hey, honestly, look, Brady, yeah. in the restaurant business, just because someone's your best server, you don't make them a manager. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily work out that way. You might be the best server in the world. Doesn't mean you can be a manager of a restaurant. Same thing with this thing. You might be a great coordinator. Doesn't mean you're a good head coach. Yeah, the popular busboy is not necessarily needing to get in the kitchen. Uh, And also, that was a shot I took at Wade Phillips, and I want to take it back because the truth is, as a head coach, Wade Phillips' record is actually pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. So I just want to take that back. All right, item number three right here on Fantasy Football Now, brought to you by our friends. At betus.com. Number three is surprises. So I wrote down Jalen Warren, and this might be sneaky and he might be a sneaky ad, but Jalen Warren is the quicker back and the better back out of the backfield at catching passes. He's now got a new quarterback. They can't run the football, and he gets four carries and five right. catches last week. Uh, and up comes a team this week that allows plenty of catches, especially to guys out of the backfield. So Jalen Warren surprised me and seems to be making progress on that team. And wouldn't you think that the Steelers at this point, especially on offense, are open to almost anything? They have to. They, they need somebody who can make plays is what they need. And yeah. you know what? I a Huge Steelers fan. I love Najee Harrison. They drafted him. thought it was the best pick. Looking back at it now, though, and looking the way he's performed, yes, the offensive line has been subpar. But he has not looked explosive in a long time where no. it's been like, oh, my God, look at Najee. Look what he can do. He has not. And I don't know if it's because of him or the line or a combination of the two, but the Steelers need people to make plays. Pickett's got no touchdown pass. He's got four picks so far. He did run for a couple touchdowns in that relief work when he came in before um, against the Jets. But they're looking, and Tomlin said, everyone's on the hot seat. Everyone's on notice right now, including me. Not Tito, me, Mike Tomlin. But yeah. um, so – they're, they're desperate, to, and Matt Canada's desperate as the offensive coordinator. His job's clearly on the line. So if Jalen Warren gets out there and makes a couple of plays, I think you'll see him used more and more, um, almost like an Eric Metcalf type. They could actually try to incorporate that. I know it's a big jump to get to that, but I'm saying someone yeah. they will find multiple ways, though, to get him into the game. Agreed. Uh, Danny Dimes I put down as a surprise, and I don't really know if this does anything for anybody fantasy-wise. There's two or three of these quarterbacks, uh, but his sack numbers are down. He is throwing less interceptions, and he yep. seems to be realizing what that team is supposed to be about and what they can do. Sort of Cooper Cupish or uh, yeah. so Cooper Rushish, sorry. Cooper uh, except he can run, and it, I guess it's the Brian Dable effect. I guess, but but I'm happy for the Giants and for Danny Dimes. I really am. It's good for the NFL when the Giants are relevant, you know, just because of the the media market they come from, their history, yeah. and all of that. So, um, what's 
where I, I thought Daniel Jones would have no value anywhere. Like I wouldn't even expect his parents to draft him in leagues this year. Now he's getting to bye weeks with quarterback injuries and guys that have way underperformed. Steve yeah, Wilson, yeah. comma, Russell. All of a sudden you might be looking at someone like Daniel Jones who could uh, end up making an impact on your team when you didn't think it was it was ever going to happen. I mean, 217 yards last week, uh, no interceptions, 40 yards rushing, and he only took one sack, right? He's serviceable, you're going to beat a team you're not supposed to beat over in England, which is the Packers. Good day, mate. Then that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, item number four, the ads. Who am I adding? This list could potentially be long. So I'll go with what I got. And then you don't let me miss anybody. Eno Benjamin in Arizona is somebody that I've always kind of liked. I mean, yeah. he, he can catch it out of the backfield. He can run it. He's not very big, uh, but he ended up with, I don't know, 14 touches. Uh, he can catch the, the football and there's almost nobody else. As this week approaches, there's almost nobody else. I, I never heard of Keontae, and I've also never heard seen this many vowels. K-E-A-O-N-T-A-Y. Keontae Ingram was inactive last week. That's a lot of damn vowels, especially right in a row. One, two, three, four vowels in a row in a name. I mean, why would you have left out I or you? It doesn't make any sense. No. What the hell? That's what happened there. Keontae Ingram. Keontae Ingram will yeah. probably be active this week, but Eno Benjamin's not a bad play for Arizona this week. No, he's not. Eno Benjamin, you know, Connor, you got to, you know, Connor's always going to be, I, I think every week for the rest of his career now, Connor's going to be listed as questionable, no matter yeah. what, just because yeah. of his age and the wear and tear on his body. And yeah, Eno Benjamin's the one you want out of that. I, I added him in several leagues this week. I made sure to get him. I think that he is the long term guy there. And this Cardinal offense, it's been a bit hit and miss, but remember next week, and by the way, if this guy's out there, God, you get, if he's out there, your league's full of idiots. But if you if DeAndre Hopkins is available still, if somebody if you slip right. under the radar, yeah, next week's his week back. Or next week, I think it might be off the week after that. Whatever I'm saying, he's coming back. This is his last game of being suspended. Um, and so I think the Cardinal offense gets an uptick going forward. And Eno Benjamin could actually benefit from that because DeAndre Hopkins out there probably means more scoring opportunities, which means more opportunities in the red zone for someone like Eno Benjamin to get some carries. Also, might be time to trade for Kyler Murray, who hasn't been especially great because sure. we actually talked about that, I think, on our preseason show. We were like, wouldn't be surprised if Arizona is whatever it is, right? right. One and five or two and four, and you get right. D-Hop back, there's a little more juice. And what we've kind of seen, which nobody really wants to hear from me because he's a local kid, is that Kyler Murray makes business decisions. Sure. In the playoffs last year, they didn't win, and he ran twice. And right. when when running is your best thing, if you really care about winning and you got heart, you run. And and I'm looking at some of these games this year, and when they're not in it or they're not playing well, he don't run. As, as if he almost checks out and says, oh, I'll throw it to these chumps over here, and we'll see what we're doing. So I think that he now begins to check in, does Kyler Murray. It might be time to trade for Kyler Murray because you love the floor of those guys that can and will run. Other ads, Devin Duvernay. There's a lot more vowels here, too. Uh, Baltimore, which bothers me. Because Devin Duvernay should play for the Saints. Duvernay should be eating beignets in New Orleans. <laughs> That's fantastic. But he's not. And But last week, five catches for 54 yards. And here it is, three runs right. for 28 yards. He also has three or four touchdowns already this year. And if he's available because he hasn't been spectacular and you are desperate, which many of us are for at least one or two adds to our roster, I love Devin Duvernay of the Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah, I like him too. And uh, Baltimore is going to be creative with how they move the ball now because we, we both know Lamar Jackson, he can't carry the ball like he has been in the first part of his career in the second part of his career. Right. And I don't think Lamar Jackson wants to either because of the standpoint he's on his last year of his contract. I mean, granted, they can franchise him after this and all that, but yeah. um, you know, he's playing for his next contract. And so I think you'll see more of this happening. You know, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, I know, was not great, but they're going to give him the ball more. I think you're going to see fewer and fewer run opportunities for Jackson and more of doing things like getting DuVernay involved um, in different ways because he is a big play explosive guy. It's odd, too. And I, I, Lamar Jackson won't do this, but business decisions on his part right now would be somewhat understandable. He is not paid yet. That team needs to pay him. I, I He's not going to do it, and I don't really say that. I don't even know what the hell I just said. I'm just I'm feeling for him a little bit because they probably should be undefeated, and the yeah. defense has let him down a couple of times. So every time they lose a game that he basically has won by himself, I think it's costing him money. Did uh, you see the stat? Ad- the, the Ravens, by the way, just real quick, they have yeah. not had the lead this year. They've been behind for 14 seconds. Wow, and they've got two losses. Well, that's a good stat. Other ads, Darius Slayton. We remember Darius Slayton. Uh-huh. I watched Darius Slayton sometimes in the last couple of years, and I'm like, he's pretty good. Sure. Uh, but he was not working his way into any part of this Giants rotation until last week when he was really needed, and he was really needed. They threw it to him eight times. He caught seven balls, uh, or sorry, six balls for 79 yards. Uh, before last week, he had one catch. But that's a consummate pro. Things are going well for the Giants, and Daniel sure. has to throw it to somebody. Yeah, he is a uh, he would be a lottery pick kind of play if you're going to play a lottery ticket kind of you're trying to just catch lightning in the bottle, get him on the six catch week, not the yeah. one catch week. But as the buys keep piling up though, and injuries keep coming in with these receivers, he's he's more attractive. And he threw him eight balls, and he caught yeah. six of them. I would imagine he's going to get eight more this week. I mean, yeah. there isn't anyone else there, right? Right. And, and he can't pep- he can't pepper Barkley with 25 carries a game. I just think it would be silly. As yeah. good as he is, he's got to stay upright for that team to have a chance. Uh, Kenneth Walker is an obvious one in Seattle. We've been telling you about him for three or four weeks that we like him and that injuries always come for the lead back in Seattle because the lead back in Seattle is always somebody who sticks his head right up in the middle of everything at all times. And Rashad Penny's no different. And now Rashad Penny is hurt. Not shocking. Kenneth Walker, I will caution people, is not a big man. He no. is, he's a pass catcher, a quick guy, get on the edge guy, a sneak him through every now and then guy. So yes, he's a great ad, but be aware about how much money you spend because DJ Dallas or whoever hell else wears a jersey there is going to get some of his touches. Yeah. And uh, by the way, in college last year at Michigan State, Kenneth Walker led the nation in yards after contact. So not a big guy, right. but he's a strong guy that shakes off hits. And fresh legs again you know now we're talking week six he hasn't had a ton of carries he started more last week he was injured to start the season remember i think it was a groin injury if i'm not mistaken that he had but he is going to get the lion's share of the workload now going forward for seattle and so yeah look he was my number one ad this week in leagues my waiver wire stuff and uh, allocated dollars to Kenneth Walker, by far, I went across the board and uh, tried to add him everywhere I could. He was I did player. not know the number on the on the broken tackles thing. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. That's a great stat yeah. by you. By the way, so now everybody who's out there is thinking, I got this fab money, Jeff. <laughs> Tell me, Tito, how much of a percent of my fab budget am I spending on Kenneth Walker in week six? Depending on your situation, and one of my leagues, I spent 35% of it. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's a number. Uh, Nick 
Westbrook Ishine, and that could be totally wrong because I don't really know how to say I-C-H-I-N-E. And I don't know who this is, but in the last two weeks, five catches for 112 <laughs> yards. He is getting open, and Tannehill has to throw to somebody. So, again, there's a lot of us who are desperate. Three different injuries. We're only one-win teams. Uh, right. I'm just giving you names. Do you know who the hell this is? Played at Indiana, I think, right? Nick Westbrook Ishine. I think it was a Big Ten guy. I can't remember where it was he went, but the name rang a bell to me just from doing my various um, you know, coverage of Ohio State football. So the name did seem familiar to me. Um, but, you know, with Tennessee, first of all, you've got to have some kind of trust in Tannehill if you're going to uh, pick up a wide receiver. Uh, you know, Traylon Burks, Burks, the uh, wide receiver out of, what, Arkansas, right? He is yeah. on IR yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I believe the Titans are off this week. Correct. Is this their bye week this week? Um, right. Okay. So yeah. That's... Week. Um, but Burke still has another week after that, at least where he's on the IR. And I think Robert Woods, you know, you can't really count on Robert Woods anymore for anything. So right. That's what I looked at. Robert Woods' catch percentage so far this year when he's been out on the field is terrible. It's like right. 50% or less. I, I'm not sure what the issue is there, but we know the Tannehill, once he locks on to somebody, yeah, tends to hit somebody. With regularity, right? So it's not a lot of passes, but Tannehill's going to find somebody that's a good coach, and those guys are always going to be in game. So maybe, maybe it's a dollar. Maybe it's a free ad. uh, Just a thought for you. I'm trying to give you thoughts about people you don't even know. Tight end, Taysom Hill. Odd to me that he's a tight end. We talked about him at the beginning. Nine carries, though, so far this year for 112 yards. He's had a, was it three or four touchdown game? Was it just three or was it four? I think it was three. Oh, maybe maybe three and then maybe pass two. I can't remember what it was. Four. Yeah. I don't, you know, I I think, again, in in this NFL situation where we are, you're going to have to add somebody. Damn near every one of you that I'm looking at, you're going to have to add somebody. So maybe you do what I tried to do this week in an NFL game where I'm like, well, I need a running back. So I'm adding this one and dropping this guy. And then underneath that, I wrote, I'm adding this running back, dropping the same guy. So whichever one I was able to get, I'm getting a running back. Maybe that's what you do with Taysom Hill, where you're like, I got to have somebody. So maybe he's third on my list. Right. Taysom Hill could be on your list because he is doing some things on occasion. There's not there's been. Nobody's been consistently great at tight end except Kelsey and I guess probably Andrews, right? Even like, you know, yeah. guys like Waller have underperformed. Guys like right. um, Kittle uh, looks like he's just can't do it anymore, kind of. Right. Hawkinson in Detroit. I mean, all these guys that yeah. they've all, the uh, Friday Ruth, who I mentioned, Cole Komet was a hot name coming into the season. Guys like that have. Yeah, all- what about the Buffalo tight end has let me oh, down, yeah. too? I mean, he's best friends with that damn quarterback. Throw him the ball, but it's not right. happening. And he's questionable this week for the game against Kansas City. He's had injuries as well. So when you look at it, it's like, Taysom Hills, outside of Kelsey and Andrews, and maybe Kittle, I'm thinking right now, Taysom Hill might have the highest ceiling on a week-to-week basis. I'm not saying he's going to get there very often. He may only get there one or two more times, but he's got a higher ceiling than your tight end in all likelihood. No doubt. Item number five, drops. Khalil Herbert, for me, gets dropped. The Bears run very few plays. They're a terrible offense, but someone's going to touch that ball. And Montgomery, I'm telling you, I kept hearing – Oh, he's not the best fit for this offense. Whatever. No one's a good fit for that offense. And the truth is Montgomery's got heart. And that is who's going to get the touches in this game. Whatever that amounts to. Remember last year. Remember the second half of last year. Montgomery got all those touches and was pretty damn good no matter what the score of the game. He's got heart. So I'm I'm telling you, you can drop Khalil Herbert for the Bears. Uh, The other one is Russell Wilson. And we'll talk about this some more. We've already talked about it. Had a little shoulder something completing 59% of his passes. Everyone on his team hates him. I'm not sure his parents like him. I feel bad for him. 16 sacks, four touchdowns, and three picks with that talent. Right. I swear to you I'd have five touchdowns. 
I swear. <laughs> you would think, yes, there's it's too much in the, there's too much in that tank to not have more. Uh it's it's but I'll tell you what, it's hard to survive. Bad coaching and bad quarterback play. I know. I know Item right. number six. These guys were just flat bad. Matt Ryan has 21 sacks. This, these are eerie similar stats. Matt Ryan is on my just flat shitty, I think I should call it, list. 21 sacks he's taken, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. And right. his team hasn't scored more than 20 points yet. Not Which yet. Look, before the season, Brady, I said I thought India would win that division by at least three Me games. Me too. Like, I they're, thought, you know what? They're, they're an 11 or 12 win team with a good defense who will get him yes. the ball in good spots, right? With with talent on that team and a running back you can – two running backs you can fall back yeah. on, and they can't score a point, and he sucks. It looks awful, and, you know, you start to wonder now, is it going to – Jonathan Taylor, I know he missed last week because of an injury. looks like a play this week. The damn Thursday games end up screwing people too much. But um, I, Taylor will help out. But having no passing attack whatsoever, team's going to stack the box against them, and it's going to be a lot harder for Taylor to get the yards. Let's. Uh, I want to get a couple of people in here who are sending us notes. Uh, can you see these as well? Yep, I got it. Uh, okay, let's wait. Let's do one more, more because I, I told you the stats were eerily similar on my just flat bad guys. Matt Ryan, right. 21 sacks, five touchdowns, seven picks. They haven't scored more than 20. Matt right. Stafford, right. 21 sacks, five touchdowns, seven picks and they've scored 10 or less three times that's now those are two names in the middle of your draft in round whatever nine 10 11 12 you thought i'm drafting running backs and wide receivers because i'm going to get these two i'll get both of them i'll take ryan and stafford in round 12 and 13 i'm good to go and i'm loaded at running back and wide receiver and at this point your team similar to mine sucks if you did that now uh want to take any go ahead tell me who you want to take no, I was going to say on that uh, the Stafford thing, the, the Rams offense. It's it's they haven't gotten Allen Robinson involved like I thought they would. Uh, it seems like they're not even trying. And, right. It's there's no. He's got like I think he had five targets last week. Maybe that's what he had five or four targets. But um, it's all it's it's just Cooper Cup and Stafford, or that's it. That's all they're getting out of that. All the so, tight end, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think that this is why I think that the Rams will make a play for Beckham. OBJ. It seems like okay. we very much a play for them to help that out as well. Uh, before we jump into those questions, though, I want to tell you that we are brought to you by uh, BetUS.com, Bet Free Decade Leader, uh, BetUS. Join now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo crypto. code DSP200. Crypto, I know. It's, I, I feel old saying it without really understanding all of it. Bet Sports I Casino. I, had, I wish I had a shit ton of crypto. <laughs> bet sports casino horses pop culture and more at betus.com you bet you win you get paid betus.com um, okay you can bet on pop culture you can bet pop culture yes you can bet on the bachelorette i'm sure or america's got talent i don't know what else you could bet on um i don't know i was I, first thing i thought was which of these famous women that are on TV or in the movies are nude but i check that <laughs> once a month or so and it's basically all of them so I doubt there's a bet there. It's almost all of them. Um, <laughs> all right, who needs help? Okay, so we got Chicago defense or Browns defense. This uh, is from Juju. Um, Browns defense or, uh, or the Browns now, they are playing at home against New England. And uh, New England's got uh, what the the, the um, Zappy out there. I think yeah. quarterback. Yeah, Zappy I think is their quarterback this week, it looks like. Although um, 
they uh, Mac Jones is certainly he's getting some work now, I guess. But um, Zappy looks like the guy who's going to be this week. Chicago's got Washington, the Commanders. We talked about them at length about how bad the Commanders' offense is. I think out of these two, I would probably start the Browns. Um, the Browns, I, I, saying someone's due is kind of it's kind of lame to say it, but the Browns' defense is better than it's been showing, and. I think this week they get it right against Belichick and the Patriots, although I know what the Belichick and the Patriots did um, to the Lions last week, the Lions offense last week, um, by shutting them down completely. I think the Browns defense, though, has a comeback week, and I think that they end up um, defeating the Patriots. I I go with the Browns defense in this one. I'm taking the Bears, so this will give different points of view for him. The Bears defense has actually been a pretty productive defense fantasy-wise to this point. They play proud football and Wentz is a nightmare. Wentz will give right. you the ball two or three times, and he will fall down five or six times in the hands of somebody else, and probably at least once the football will roll out of his hands. Uh, right. I like the Bears, but either one are good choices. What else? Uh, should I trade Waddle for Mixon? Now, this is from King No Limit. The, the problem with the question like that is, and we appreciate the question, but I need context on who else you have. Like, yeah. if you're really deep at wide receiver and really thin at running back, then it probably makes sense. I think Mixon's going to have a great second part of the season here now after, uh, I mean, we're five games in, but I think he's going to have a great rest of the season. I love Mixon, gets a lot of touches, gets the lion's share of the carries there. He's been a three down back. The Bengals, um, I, the offensive line is going to keep getting better for them. So I lean on the Mixon side uh, of wanting this. It just depends on where your team is at, how desperate you are for running back. I agree. Without knowing context of what your team looks like, Joe Mixon is somebody I want. You go back and look at his second halves the last couple of years, and he's one of the rarities that seems to get stronger as the season goes along. Maybe the Bengals' offensive line gets stronger. Maybe they just have so many weapons that everybody begins to have to back up a little bit. But Mixon's got heart on a team that is better than their record says they are, and he has a history of being a really good second-half player. So without knowing what we know, both of us, I think, would tell you to trade for Mixon. Yeah, yeah, get Mixon if you can. Yep. All right, what else? Uh, let's see here. We've got um, uh, Carson Wentz or Kirk. I guess that's Kirk Cousins probably out of those two. It's always Kirk Cousins in that case for me. It's it's easy for me. Kirk Cousins, any uh, uh, rest of the season, any week. Hell, I might start Kirk Cousins on his bye week over Carson Wentz. Good God, I'll tell you what, I feel badly for you. Because um, the, Vikings, the Vikings are on the road against the Dolphins who blitz all the time. So sure. I, I guess I would say that I expect Kirk to have a tough time in, in Miami. On the other right. hand, there are going to be big plays to be made because the Dolphins are going to blitz. And yes. he's got a big play wide receiver. He's really got three pretty decent wide receivers. Uh, and also Cook's running the ball better and better. So I guess I'm with you. I don't love Kirk on the road against a good defense. Right. Good God. Wentz at Chicago. As the other thing about Wentz at Chicago is they're they're only going to have 55 plays. Right. Yeah. Right. That's all. They're, they're right. only going to run 50 or 55 plays, maybe less, depending on how many times he turns it over. This one's fairly easy for me. Yeah. Uh, half PPR flex. Not really confident about Michael Pittman. Pittman or Ken Walker. Thanks. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker all day long. Uh, you might be familiar with him, and you can call him Ken. I call him Kenneth. I don't know him that well yet. The third. Ken, Kenneth, Kenny, Ken Walker, whatever. Start Walker over Pittman. That one's an easy one, right? How about this last one? Should I trade away Hollywood Brown and Walker for Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen? Boy, is that a fantasy football, my team is underachieving, I'm stuck in a spot trade, and I feel you because I am, as I admitted that in my big-time league. Man, do you have enough updates on Keenan Allen or Jonathan Taylor to tell him to make that trade? Look, I... Taylor's injury, if they had played on Sunday instead of Thursday, then I 
think um, Taylor would have played from everything, I'm reading, everything I've read so far or followed on that. It seems to me that he would have played. So the Thursday game is what's getting everybody on this one. So, look, I would rather, in any trade like this, anytime you get a baseball trade, I want to have the best player in the deal coming back to me. me and so as much as I love Ken, Kenneth Walker and, you know, Hollywood Brown, look, you got DeAndre Hopkins coming back, which is going to cut into that a little bit as well. So I would make the trade, yes. I would take Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen and roll the dice with that. Even if it was like Brown and Walker just for Taylor, I think that's good value. Keenan Allen's almost a throw into me, and he's a risk because of obviously the injury and the age factor with him. But, I, you know, Keenan Allen is somebody – uh, that Justin Herbert does trust. And so there's something to say on that as well. I agree with you. I, I, as I look at that without, again, without knowing context of your team, right. if you're right, and I believe that you are, that Jonathan Taylor probably plays this week. Keenan Allen seems to be trending towards playing either this week or next. We both think that the Chargers are going to get better and better offensively and that their defense that we believe is good is going to get yeah. better. All of those things mean more possessions, more wins, more rhythm, uh, yeah. and when is the last time Keenan Allen let you down? Really? Right, Keenan yeah. Allen been, has been someone you drafted in round three every year for the last six years, and you've done good doing it. All right, mm-hmm. let's get back to the show. Thank you for the questions. Appreciate it very, very much. Um, let's see. what where, where were we? Uh, just flat bad. Yes. Okay. Item mm-hmm. number seven. This is one everybody wants. Some stardom looks. And sorry about this one, but I wrote down Dalvin Cook. And it's like, well, no shit. But Dalvin Cook had his breakout week last week. The Dolphins blitz, we mentioned that. So there are going to be gashed plays to be had. Dalvin Cook is a gashed play guy. He can scamper 55 yards before you know it. He looks finally healthy and right to me. Um, And so I really like Dalvin Cook after coming alive last week. Cam Akers, now here's one for you. I got a feeling about Cam Akers. He looked marginally faster to me last week. Now, remember, it's an Achilles. And he came back, what he came back, uh, with game or two at the end of the year last year and then played in the playoffs, and his statistics were god-awful, like two-point yards per carry. But Achilles, for these professional athletes who are all about their legs and their ass and all their strength, Achilles is 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 rough. And so when I thought I saw a glimmer last week of Cam Akers, I thought to myself, I might trade for Cam Akers about now. That Rams head coach knows how to coach offense. That offense has to get better. I mean, uh, and maybe the do theory is all crap, but you could probably get Cam Akers pretty expensively right now. And I wouldn't mind if you were desperate, you picking him up this week and seeing if the Rams start to be able to run the football. That's This is kind of time of year when you start doing things like that, where you've got somebody who underperformed on your team or um, was somebody who has lost a lot of touches so far that you thought might get more touches. You start firing some darts and you start planning for the next for the next few weeks after this. You don't plan for just this week. You plan for bye week, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, into your playoffs. And yes, that's somebody also you could look at and say, you know what? This guy, if I can get him cheap enough and he hits, it's a great thing. If not, big deal. I lost my number five receiver. And we already mentioned Eno Benjamin, uh, and I like him as a, basically if you had to as a number two or certainly as a flex play this week. Runs and catches always intrigue me because there's more ways for, for him to score points in most PPR leagues. And I didn't know this until I just found it. The second highest implied total of the week is Arizona and Atlanta. Interesting. That is interesting. I, you know, it? Atlanta that wakes up Marcus Mariota quarterback. But, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's surprising. Yeah. Uh, and the other stardom I have is Rondale Moore. I liked Rondale Moore last year. I think that little kid quarterback in Arizona is beginning to finally see the value of Rondale Moore, whether it gives it to him when he runs behind him, whether he throws stand-up little screens, whatever he does. Rondale Moore is a big play guy. 
that team could use some more offense. And I expect that quarterback to be getting more and more interested. Now, I know D-Hop's coming back, but D-Hop won't take away from Rondell Moore. He, he just no. won't. They do different things. He won't. And I'll keep buying stock at Arizona offensive players like Benjamin and Hopkins and Moore and those guys. I'll buy all the stock. The Kyler Murray, I'll buy it all. Sell it to me now because I think Arizona's offense is about to take off. You got any more starters that I missed? Start them, guys? No, those are the big ones, I think. Um, I, okay. Look, I had Rondell Moore when I talked about the Kenneth Walker thing and Edo Benjamin. Also, Rondell Moore is one of the guys I picked up also as much as I could in leagues. He's got a decent matchup this week. And like you said, I didn't know about the, the highest implied total. I just knew that he was in line for a decent week. Okay. Uh, number eight on our list right here on Fantasy Football Now, brought to you by our friends at BetUS and BetUS.com. Item number eight is aptly named Sit They Ass. These <laughs> players you should not play. Let's skip right past Russell Wilson at the Chargers. If you need yeah. it, uh, if you need it reinforced, this may tell you about more Chargers things. The Chargers defense is so due. Russell had some sort of procedure, not a lobotomy, but something on his shoulder. The Chargers are three and two. Should be better than that, except for their head coach is fucking them. But that defense is ready. Um, they got two wins the last two weeks on the road, and the defense gave up thirty and twenty-eight. So the defense is really, really ready. Uh, for the Chargers, and here comes Russell, who's going to lay down, who's going to complete 54% of his passes, and the Chargers are pissed, and, and it's their turn, time to assert themselves in this division before Kansas City runs off. What bothers me most about uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos and their offense is that it, it can look good for a play or two. You think, oh, yeah. I think they got to figure it out, and yeah. then they go, then they three and out for the next six uh, possessions. So, um, yeah, completely inconsistent on that. I you know, like I, I like Boone as a running back, but other than that, I mean, it's like you have better have low expectations for Broncos players. Uh, Najee Harris, his ass gets seated, as you said. He doesn't look explosive now. Granted, with whatever quarterback they're rolling out, and I, I think Pickett is going to be a good quarterback eventually. I like him. I want to yeah. watch that team with him. He's not good yet, and he's no. going to throw some picks, and he's going to make some mistakes. Everyone's going to play run. Everyone's going to be in this kid's face, just trying to change the looks of defenses right at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and so Najee Harris, everyone's going to be around the line of scrimmage. Najee Harris is I, I, Warren. What's his name? We already recommended it. What's his first name? Clyde? Uh, which one? Warren from? Um... Yeah. yeah, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. It's probably not Clyde Warren. But I think it's Jalen Warren. All right, good. So Jalen Warren is a potential play for you if you're desperate and a pickup. Najee Harris, especially this week, oh. Tampa, Tampa can play run defense. Uh, I would say no thank you to Najee Harris. And the other sit they asked, this one may surprise you, Miles Sanders has looked better and better for Philadelphia. Right. Their offense is fast. They can spread you out. They do a lot of different things. The Cowboys' run defense will be ready in this game. They will be stalking the line of scrimmage for that quarterback and, right. by the way, for Miles Sanders. So I, I don't love Miles Sanders this week. I think you got to pick and choose with him a little bit because his touches will be varied anyway. They will be. Najee Harris getting back to Pittsburgh, plus they're going to be behind, and they're going to be yeah. forced to throw the ball. And you've got a rookie quarterback being forced to throw the ball against Tampa Bay. You're behind against Tom Brady. And so it'll probably lead to turnovers, more points for Tampa Bay, and few opportunities for a running back. And so the Steelers, yes, I'm, I'm with you on Najee Harris. I don't love him this week at all. don't even like him. Uh, Miles Sanders, you know, the Cowboys run defense. I, I think I'm still playing Sanders because I, as good as their defense is, I just think the number of touches he gets will warrant having him play. I'm not expecting a huge game out of him, but I still think that it's somebody you almost have to play just because of the touches. And if they're in the red zone and down close by the goal line, you got to believe you'll get some kind of looks there. Okay. And I also, now that I think about it, sort of feel like somehow or another, there's a Miles Sanders touchdown in there from the five, <laughs> right. right? Which is huge, which uh, right. changes everything. Absolutely. Changes everything. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I think that, but I kind of do. Item number nine, injuries. And I have a few, and I'll ask you to chime in. I know in Kansas or in Dallas, Dalton Schultz might or might not play, but he shouldn't. He had a knee injury, he had an issue. He came back two weeks ago, had three balls thrown his way, and didn't really catch any of them. To be honest with you, if you could back up a little bit and trade for Schultz for nothing right now, I might do that right. because I'm anticipating Dak Prescott back in week 10. By then, the Cowboys will be firmly positioned at six and two, is my prediction. They have a bye week in week nine. Uh, and right. Schultz is the favorite target of Dak Prescott. And remember, Amari Cooper is gone. Gallup is finally back. But the reason that Dalton Schultz caught whatever it was, 78 passes last year, is because Dak Prescott loves frigging throwing it to him. He just does. It's like yeah. Novacek to Aikman back in the day. So give Schultz time to get healthy. Pick him up for next to nothing. If somebody drops him, pick him up and look at week 10 through the rest of the season. Dalton Schultz is a good pickup, but he is injured. Johan Dotson seemed to be sort of the only bright spot right now in Washington, and he's got an issue. Um, James Conner, I believe, is out. So as we've told you, it's probably Eno Benjamin. Um, and I can't remember what else. What so else Damian Harris. Damian Harris right. for New England. That's that's there. Look, yeah. Ramondre Stevenson is somebody in a lot of the drafts I did this year. I drafted – um, Stevenson after other people took Harris. I thought Stevenson would be the guy this year from the from the get-go. He hasn't been, but he got to start last, he got a chance last week. This Damian Harris injury looks like it's a long-term thing, meaning multiple weeks. And so Stevenson, absolutely somebody you got to go out there and get if he's available in your league. If not, he's still a starter guy for me this week um, against Cleveland. I know I've already sung the praises of Cleveland's defense. Nonetheless, Stevenson will get enough touches to do that. Um, and then you've got uh, Knox out in Buffalo, the tight end. Also questionable. I think he's going to play because they're going up against Kansas City in a huge game. Knox didn't play this past week. I think Knox does play this week uh, just because of how significant the game is in the grand scheme of things. When you start getting into the season and looking at home field advantage, only one team getting it in the conference. I, it's, it's a really big game uh, beyond just this week for Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, yeah, and my recollection wearing this jersey is that Dalton Knox or is that Knox has hurt Kansas City a little bit in some of their past games as well. Yes. And I also don't think uh, Willie Gay is going to play for Kansas City again, their best linebacker. Uh, so yeah, Knox might be a, a sneaky play there as well. Um, before we finish, let's take a couple more questions. Would you trade Lockett and James Connor for Etienne and Lazard? It's interesting. Lockett and James Connor. Hmm. Etienne Lazard. Um, you know, I I probably would consider it. Um, I, Etienne, Robinson's been great so far for Jacksonville, but Etienne's got to get more involved, I think, as the season goes on. Yeah. Connor, I'm not sure about his whole injury thing. Lockett's been – durability. Lockett's been decent so far, I think. Um, that's a tough one. Who's the other it receiver is, involved in Lazard. Uh, uh, Lockett Lazard. and uh, Lazard, yeah. Lazard, yeah. Um, God, it seems like a fair trade. Yeah. I agree. If you if you want to do it, do it. It seems to me that Jacksonville's offense and their quarterback have slowed down a little bit. Right. Uh, and I think if I'm the head coach, one of the things I do is try to make it easier for him. Uh, all of a sudden, Kirk isn't catching passes. I haven't watched them in the last couple of weeks, but Kirk has like right. four four uh, catches in the last two weeks after exploding out of the gates in the first three weeks. There's got to be a reason. Make it easier. Uh, Etienne is there for a reason because he's one of those guys all over the field that can touch the football and make a difference. So I, I got to think his touches go up. It's time for his touches to go up. And Lazard seems to be entrenched in Green Bay as probably, for whatever it means, the guy, right? Like I think that the guy from the 20-yard line in that he's going to try and throw a touchdown to is Lazard because he's going to be in the right spot. 
right? So it's not a bomb, but it's that guy, you know, Adams was always that guy. Who's in the right spot from the 20 in so I can get a damn touchdown? It's Adams. Okay, well, I think now at a lesser level, it's Lazard. So I do think I like Etienne and Lazard. Uh, Lockett's catching a lot of balls because his quarterback's completing 76% of his passes. And his quarterback's never been any good. So can, can that continue to happen? Yeah, I, you know, I, you're taking a big chance for Jesus to keep doing this. But that being said, now we've got kind of a, a larger sample size here on this, on on what he's been able to do, and maybe he's one of those guys who has a great, you know, second act in his career um, after all the hype he had coming in. Maybe you know, maybe maybe Wilson's got something, or maybe Smith's got something figured out. The other thing, I look at this, and now I can think of reasons to, why to do both. Because when I look at James Conner, I think every time in the last three years that I give up on James Conner, he begins to score touchdowns. He begins to do things where I'm reminded, James Conner's got heart out the ass. Yeah. He just does. He does. And we all think when D-Hop gets back, the little kid quarterback's going to be more interested, and Arizona's team is going to tune it up and turn it up a little bit. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I'm not sure I want you to trade James Conner for Etienne, who doesn't – I don't know. So – Bite me. I don't know which way to go. What did you say? It was a fair trade? I, I think it's a I fair think it's trade. a fair trade, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Flex position, full PPR, David Montgomery or Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, the Joker says he has Ramondre Stevenson in his running back one slot. Um, yeah. Look, Montgomery and Wilson is almost a coin flip for me this week. I think I'd probably go with Montgomery, um, but I think that they are I, – I, I, I think they're going to end up – producing very similar numbers this week. Wilson and uh, Montgomery, I think, are very similar there. I lean slightly towards Montgomery, but it's not like a huge gap. It's not a slam dunk for me. Yeah, I'm with you. As I look at who those team, two teams are playing, yeah, bo- both of them are getting 12. So right. choose, choose whichever one you want. Yeah. Uh, Montgomery probably catches more passes. Right? That's what so I'm thinking. A little, a little bit better floor. Okay, uh, last item is item number 10, the hot tip or tips of the week. Geno Smith versus Arizona, 75% passer. He's got DK and he's got Lockett. They're having fun playing with him. That team seems to be lighter on its feet because I guess everyone wanted Russell Wilson the hell out of town. Arizona, by the way, ranks 29th in pass defense. I didn't know they were that bad. Uh, And I don't know. I I think I like Geno Smith as a hot tip of the week again. I don't know how much longer this goes on, but against Arizona, they're a bad passing defense. Uh, I like Geno Smith. Could see a shootout here in this one, too, with Lockett, DK Metcalf, and the aforementioned Kenneth Walker. And we told Um, you you this is the highest implied total of the week. Weird, but that's what we told you. The betters say highest implied total of the week is Arizona and Atlanta. Arizona and Atlanta, yep. So I I think that – uh, yeah, I, I I do think Geno Smith's good for those start. And I got Jimmy G as another hot tip of the week. Uh, two quarterbacks that you probably were not necessarily thinking about playing, but if you have to, I don't hate them. When Jimmy Garoppolo can run play action and you can keep people off of him, he gets people the ball. He's a decent quarterback that will get you sneaky numbers. Atlanta ranks dead last in the NFL in pressuring the quarterback. Yeah. So if, if Jimmy's clean – all his weapons are there. I'm just going to assume Wilson right now is his number one running back. Sure. All his weapons are there. And I think you saw something that I, I think Kittle maybe sort of yeah, rounding into shape a little bit. And remember this too, Debo only had two catches last week. Right. Yeah. The, the, the do theory is fully in play there. Debo's getting 15 chances to touch the football this week. All of those things reflect well on what Jimmy G might do against a bad Atlanta defense. 
Yep, I agree. Look, Garoppolo, give him time and don't put too much pressure on him where he doesn't have to win the game, just has to manage the game. Much better. Let him get the ball in the hands of his weapons, and Debo certainly is that weapon. I think Debo gets out there and gets after it for them as well. Good stuff, Tito. Do me a favor, read the Bet US thing one more time. You bet I will. So Bet US, it's a three-decade leader. DSP 125. Enter that in when you go there, and you'll get 125. 125% bonus uh, or 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at betus.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. Betus.com. And here's my final thought don't give up. If you've got one yep. or two wins in this season, everybody's got injury issues. Every team is playing once a week or, two, or, or one, every, once every two or three weeks like shit. Just don't get down. This is not one of those seasons where you're getting run, I don't think, where you're getting run over by one team or after another, and you're looking, you're like, my team ain't half as good as their team. I, right. I, I'm struggling. I'm looking at my roster. I'm like, this has got to get better. And I think that it will for all of you. It will get better. Hang in there. Get your ads and do what we told you to do last week. Start looking at the bye weeks. Make quiet little trades and additions to work your team if they're behind around these bye weeks. Get players on your roster so you don't end up with two of your best three players sitting uh, on the bench because you can't afford it. If you start as slowly like both of us have in our important league, right. you've got to matriculate and move your way around bye weeks six, seven, and eight. You just got to. Have some integrity and keep trying. Don't give up and don't put in an incomplete lineup because you're out of it. Stay in there. Damn straight. The integrity of the league is also depending on you. Don't make a yes. shitty trade that throws the league off and don't yes. quit because everybody else is still trying. And next year, when you're kicking ass, you're going to be pissed at somebody who's yes. not putting in their roster. You're going to be pissed. Don't do it to them. This is Fantasy Football Now. I'm Brady Tinker alongside my good friend Jeff Thidoff at Thid Happens, and I'm at DFW Sports Beat. Um, yes. So any questions you have, Find me there. Uh, if you ask me questions on Twitter tonight about who to put in, I will do my very best uh, to give you answers, and I know Jeff will as well. Hit us both up. I'm sure one of us will hit you up and get back to you. It's really Thanks, fun guys. doing Thanks. the streaming thing. I really enjoyed it. I like being able to cuss when, I, uh, when I'm really mad or when I have something <laughs> to say. I, this streaming thing is really fucking great. Jeff, thank you very much. Have a good week, buddy, and I'll see you next week for week seven. Thanks, brother. You too. All right, pal.